Next on BYU Sports Nation, expecting the unexpected for BYU-Utah. What do you see happening in the 2016 chapter of the rivalry? We're two-on-one with BYU's Week 1 leading tackler Butch Pau and leading receiver Jonah Trinneman. What does the rivalry mean to them? Plus, how many spots outside the top 25 did BYU land this week? Hugs all around for football. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We are live in Radio Vision. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, September 7th, wherever and however you are dialed in. It is great to have you with us. My name is Spencer Linton, teamed up with dinosaur bone collector Jerem Jordan. Did you know that... uh... There's a museum by Lavelle Edwards Stadium featuring some dinosaur bones. In fact, rumor has it that rumor has it that several of these are in Lavelle Edwards Stadium or were even buried under it a while back. So this is the real thing. There could be an excavation that would reveal more dinosaur bones underneath Lavelle Edwards Stadium and former foes from years gone by in the end zones, Spencer. Okay, here's a fun fun fact, Jerem. I did a BYU fact or fiction show when I was a student broadcaster here featuring the dinosaur bones story. And? And it is fact. Oh, see? Dinosaur bones have been discovered on that property. We only tell you truth on this show. This is a place of truth. This is a show of truth, mostly. (laughs) Which is why I introduced you as a dinosaur bone collector. Right? I don't own actually any dinosaur bones. <laughs> although I found some random stuff in my backyard, which hopefully will get grass soon. What will happen first? BYU gets invited to the Big 12 or I get grass soon? One of those is in our control. <laughs> and it's not my grass. No, just kidding. It's so sad. I wish for your sanity that it is you have grass. It's all good, man. <laughs> I it's, really okay. Do. it's okay. I had somebody ask me the other day, hey, has Jerem got grass in his yard yet? We should do a GoFundMe. I never met the guy, no, but he's I'm like, hey, BYU Sports Station, does Jeremy have grass in his yard? I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't think so. That's really funny. Hey, coming up Friday, by the way, um, speaking of grass, actually this has nothing to do with it, uh, we'll be at Deseret First Credit Union. Uh, coming up uh, Friday at noon Eastern time, if you're local, 10 to 11 a.m. Mountain Time. We're going to discuss your financial plans. <laughs> That's uh, They will inside if you'd like, yes. uh, but it's uh, – South uh, east of campus, mm-hmm. uh, come hang out at Deseret First Credit Union, uh, the campus branch there. It's going to be a ton of fun. We're outside. And, and it will be, be nice. Weather. It will be nice weather yeah, for we the did, first time I think we ever. did it in March, and it was like 20 degrees or something outside. So didn't we're we very excited. One, didn't we have one in November, too, and Tanner, oh, yeah. Ma- Tanner Mangum came? Oh, yeah. It was like Tyler Magnum was 38 there. Right. degrees. Oh, yeah. That's when uh, uh, Dan Hawkins, was that his name? Yes. He came? The St. Andrew Murrell's brother? Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> That was fun. Yeah, so if you're local, come hang out. We, we'll uh, pass out swag. This ain't intramurals, brother. I'm like, I play intramurals. Are you okay with that? <laughs> I'm in my 30s. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. The AP and USA Today coaches' top 25 polls are out for all to enjoy. BYU 10 spots out on the AP poll and 9 out in the coaches' poll. BYU at Utah Saturday. Countdown to kickoff starts at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. We crafted that carefully, and thanks to those who wrote that, because there's nothing I love more than BYU's 34th. It's like, 
Last time I checked, it's a uh, top 25 poll. So, yeah, BYU's not in it. But if BYU beats Utah, they'll be knocking on the door. We'll don't see. mess with Jeremy and his technicality. Come on! People. He will come at you hard! Linebacker Butch Pau is the College Sports Madness Independent Defense Player of the Week in his first career start against Arizona. He led the team with nine tackles, two and a half tackles for loss, a sack, and a forced fumble. Our two-on-one with Butch Pau and Jonah Trinman coming up later. Don't you mean Donnie Poo? We'll tell you about that. <laughs> Yeah, fun. Can't <laughs> wait for that. women's interview. soccer moves to number seven in the NCAA coaches poll. Number seven. BYU hosting SMU tomorrow, 9 Eastern. You can watch that game live on BYU TV. Catch it on BYU Radio as well. And freshman McKenna Miller the, is the Flow Volleyball Player of the Week. Miller averaged 4.8 kills per set. That's dynamite over the weekend, including 31 kills against number 11 Ohio State, which is the second most in a match since 2001. She's got some sick flow, Jerem. Sick flow volleyball. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Expect the unexpected. In the words of famous 19th century author, poet, and playwright Oscar Wilde, and I quote, to expect the unexpected shows a thoroughly modern intellect. End quote. That was deep. I think Oscar is right on when it comes to BYU-Utah. Let's examine the recent past, shall we? Oh, boy. 2015, Las Vegas Bowl. BYU does something that has never been done in the modern era of college football. Turn the ball over on its first five possessions, resulting in five touchdowns for the opponent. Only to turn around and score 28 unanswered and make it a game in the fourth quarter. Who saw that happening? 2014, rivalry hiatus. Dude, did we have to mention that? Whoever expected these teams to not play a game? Who saw that coming? Larry Chris Koviak. Good grief. 2012, the game that ended three times. Hashtag rush the field. Yeah. Could have used Jake Oldrun on that one. <laughs> 2011, I won't even mention it. <laughs> Because Jerem has. I literally forgot the score of that game for a year and a half. I'm not even kidding. I put it out of my mind so hard. 54 10. Seven turnovers. 2010, ranked Utah. Major, major uh, advantage in this game against freshman Jake Heaps and a BYU team that all the paper said had no business being in that game. They had to block a field goal on the last play to hold off BYU. Could have used Jake Oldroyd on that one as well. Ugh. Nah, it would have been blocked either way. So. Because you can't predict all of that. Now I'm in a terrible mood. That takes us to today's Twitter question. I'm in such a bad mood after hearing about those five. What are your realistic expectations for BYU on Saturday? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Crazy Kook Fanatic. To see Kalani hug Kyle after the game, everything else is in question. That is an interesting tweet. There is nothing guaranteed other than the hug that Kalani and Kyle will have. (laughs) following there, the game. Has there ever been more build-up for a hug in your life? Holy shnikes. Here's, hug it out! Here's the thing, and and you brought this up this morning. Perhaps the thing that is has been most unexpected during this recent rivalry run is that Utah's won five in a row. Listen, Utah is in the Pac-12. They're getting better players. BYU is an independent. They're still recruiting well. But it's just a little different, right? It's not like BYU hasn't been competitive, though. So while right. they may right. have the better players, it's the, been the game's turning, still been close. Well, yeah, t- for the most part. Turning the ball over has been a huge deal, like we talked about yesterday. But that, that's that been 
way unexpected that BYU's lost five in a row and has lost 10 of 13. Utah has BYU's number right now. Now it's time uh, for that to change. But in terms of expectation this season... Yeah, what are your realistic expectations for 2016? My expectation is for BYU to play a really good game, to hardly turn the ball over, if at all, to play really good defense, uh, and to be in a position in the fourth quarter to win this game. That's my, that's my expectation. Okay. I don't go in saying, I expect BYU to win this game, because there's some things going against BYU that are tough. It's been 10 years since they won up there. Utah's a good program. They, they've won five in a row for a reason. They're a good team. Um, and it's on the road. A natural advantage. That's a tough place to play. The Musses, uh, they have a huge impact on those games, just like the Rock does for BYU. So I don't expect BYU to go there and win, but I'm hopeful that BYU will be in a position to win the game in the fourth. When you are asking about expectations, I think you have to examine some of those things that you brought up, things that are working for BYU and working against BYU to make an ultimate decision on what one expects between the Utes and the Cougars. So first of all, things working against BYU. They're playing in one of the more significant home field advantage venues in the entire country when it comes to college football. Utah has... Together they've reached. In the Pac-12, I mean, can you tell me a better home field advantage? Maybe Oregon? Maybe? I I don't know. That Autzen Stadium is tougher to play at than Rice-Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City. It wasn't tough for Utah last year. Yeah, Point Jerem. Okay, so it's a road game in a really difficult venue. This is Kalani Satake's first year, and it's early in the season. So you're still figuring out a lot of things. A lot of parts are still in flux. Those things are working against BYU. But the Cougars do have some advantages. Notably, at the quarterback and running back positions, and ESPN's Trevor Maddich added a few to that as he expounded on that idea. BYU has the advantage in a couple of places. I think it's safety with Kainakua especially. They have an advantage. I think BYU's secondary is at least as good as Utah's and might be better. I think Jamal Williams at running back is better than anything Utah's got. And Taysom Hill at quarterback has the edge. I don't know that the secondary is better than Utah's. In fact, I, I don't agree with that one. I don't think so. But Trevor thinks that. And that's one man's opinion against ours. But I do think that BYU has an advantage 100% at the quarterback and running back positions. I don't know by how much at the quarterback position because I think Troy Williams is a good player. I just think the experience factor is what certainly gives Taysom Hill the edge there. And Jamal Williams showed what he can do last week. Utah doesn't have a running back like Jamal Williams. And that uh, front seven for Utah, especially that defensive line, is really good. Yes, they will test BYU. So that's going to be different for the BYU offensive line, right? I think that Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams being fifth-year seniors is a big deal for BYU in this game. I think BYU is better prepared in this game to play Utah than they have been in several years because of that uh, part. And that Kalani Satake, as Blaine Fowler told us, has taken away the psychological advantage that Utah had previously, which is the perceived disrespect of the program. Broncos saying this is just another game. Kalani Satake has played this perfectly. It's not another and, game. And Blaine Fowler made that fantastic point. Is So so what are they going to say? What, what is he going to use against BYU now? Because Kalani Satake is playing the uh, respect and love card at Utah, which is the worst possible thing for a Ute to hear from BYU. What? You don't hate us? Uh, uh, You're not uh, treating this like another game? Let's, huh? let's get him, that guy that's super nice and respectful. Yeah, that guy respects us. He was one of us. 
Get him! <laughs> Doesn't work that way, right? As of this morning, BYU is a three-point underdog for Saturday's game at Utah. Mm. And you might well, say, four and a half. Well, well, wait a second. Um, it, is that an advantage or a disadvantage to be a three-point underdog on the road? Blaine Fowler helped us put, for being the home team. helped us put that in perspective. And, and so for, for Utah, I think the pressure is squarely on them. This is a must-win football game for Utah. It is not a must-win for BYU. Whoa! A must-win for Utah? They are favored by three. They're at home. They've won five in a row against from BYU. from the Pac-12, Spencer. They're in the Pac-12, so they're dealing with the inferior, independent BYU. I agree with him. The pressure is on Utah. And, and let's and, load it up on them. And Blaine said it's not a must-win for BYU. I think that some fans might be weirded out by that no, idea. No, we've lost five in a row. We've got to be. Let's discuss that. It's, be patient. Here's why it's not a must-win. Because it's the first year of Kalani Sitake and it's on the road. And Utah's won five in a row. That's why. Does BYU want to win? Do they? Does the team expect to win? Yes. Absolutely. 100%. They expect to go in there and win that game. That's it's been a decade. It's been a decade since BYU won in Salt Lake City, and it took what the greatest, maybe the greatest play in BYU football history to make that happen. And that was a really that was a top fifteen team when all said and done for BYU. By the way, John Beck will join us Friday on the show. It's not a must win for BYU though, because in the long term, it's you're one of Kalani Sitake. I think BYU will be in position to win this game in the fourth quarter, though. I think they'll have a shot because the turnovers will be different this time, in my opinion. BYU is going to limit turnovers by their conservative offense and then hopefully force them on defense. Just like Arizona, BYU was plus two, although one there was a ball in the end zone that should have been picked off by an Arizona guy, but BYU was plus two in turnover margin. If BYU is positive in this game, I think they win the game in turnover margin. What are my realistic expectations for BYU on Saturday? Jeremy, if there's one thing that I have discovered this morning as I've gone back over all of this, which I just shared, it's to expect the unexpected. And the unexpected right now is for BYU to win this game on Saturday. BYU How about that? will win this game on Saturday. Will. Because I'm You're expecting, calling your shot? I'm expecting the unexpected. Are you calling your shot? I'm calling my shot. Whoa, Spencer Linton! Blue goggle alert! Spencer I, Linton is alert. calling his shot. Blue I, alert. I love it. Blue I love the confidence alert. because this alert. is something that would give BYU a huge shot in the arm. If BYU beats Utah... It's on, baby. Kalani Satake in year one, if he wins that game, BYU's knocking on the door of the top 25, overrated UCLA coming into Provo the next week. That doesn't mean they're not better than BYU. We'll see. But that we, would be a big-time win We just laid out a bunch of reasons why BYU is not supposed to win this game. And I'm going to learn so from everything that win. I have discovered, and that is they will win this game. Revenge Tour 2016. That's what it would be for Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams. They've only played Utah once, by the way. Well, Jamal played. They, they, uh, Taysom Hill was injured in the Utah game in 2012, I believe. I like that. Revenge Tour 2016. BYU he didn't start. Yeah. already got their vengeance for losing on a field goal to Arizona 10 years ago yes. to open the season. And in 08 in the Vegas. They, they paid him back, and they got him back for the Utah, Vegas Bowl. 10 years. The Boy, Revenge Boy, Tour. UCLA. Yes. UCLA. Yes. Yeah, Revenge yes. Tour 2016. <laughs> We're making T-shirts. <laughs> With all the sites where BYU's going on the back. <laughs> what are your realistic expectations for BYU on Saturday at Dallin Larson Jr.? It says open up the offense. More read option, less up the middle. Pressure on Utah's defensive line. They're a good D-line. Will Taysom be more explosive against Utah? I think it need more than 11 for 37 rushing. 
Coming up, is hugging now a real thing in the BYU-Utah rivalry? <laughs> Plus, the Independent Defensive Player of the Week joins us live. And who was BYU's leading receiver against Arizona in last week's game? His name is Jonah Trinneman. This is BYU Sports Nation. My name is Jonah! B to the Y to the U Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcasting on BYU Radio, moving pictures in modern format on BYU Television. <laughs> the conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. They're motion pictures, Spencer. It's crazy. Thank you, Philo T. Farnsworth. Yeah, yeah Philo. Shout out to hey, Early Rising. Shout out to Philo T. And Farnsworth. And Idaho. What's up? Hey, Friday, we'll be at uh, Deseret First Credit Union at the Campus Branch, southeast of campus. Uh, Friday, from 10 to 11 a.m. Mountain Time, regular time of noon Eastern. Uh, if you're local, you want to come hang out, get some swag, meet Spencer Linton, come hang out. It'll be great. They also have free soda inside. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's off campus, so there may be some soda there that you Do wouldn't generally find on BYU's AKA campus. caffeine? <laughs> they serve caffeine in the Museum of Art. What's the big deal? Hashtag no demand. <laughs> You're funny, man. This guy. I like this guy. Our Twitter question today, what are your realistic <laughs> expectations for BYU on Saturday? At Carter JA 92 I expect a defensive battle. Mm. I expect it to go down to the wire. I expect a last-second score. Hashtag Hill to Kurtz. Mm, interesting. <sighs> well, there you go, interesting. man. Interesting. I, I could see a defensive battle. I, I kind of need to see BYU's offense open up and explode before I'm like, yes, it, they're capable of like 40-plus points, right? I think they are. It's just the tempo is a little slower, so you're likely not to score as much. Per but time. are they capable against that talented, solid Utah defense on the road? On the road, yeah. I think it'll be lower scoring. See yeah. this again. That's all of these reasons where I was like, yeah, BYU probably shouldn't win this game. Therefore, which they is will. Why I'm expecting them to win the game. Re- like the reverse. Yes, logic. Yeah. flip the script, man. Yeah. Flip the script. It's needed. At Kip Kent, based on my calculations, Utah's 24-0 win over FCS Southern Utah and BYU's 18-16 win over FBS University of Arizona, adjustments and emotions equal 27-24 BYU win. (laughs) It's simple, simple calculus, people. This show is probably for mostly people that got like in the 20s in the ACT, so I don't really understand what he just said. (laughs) Yeah, take your 32 and get out of here, okay, (laughs) on the ACT. There are a lot of smart people. We are not two of them. (laughs) I'll just speak for myself because you're smarter than I (laughs) am. I was feeling pretty smart watching Sports Jeopardy last night. Well, you're a smart dude in sports. Uh, well, Jeopardy. Yeah. Regular Jeopardy. Who know. knows, man? <laughs> until, we get to, until we get to the hockey categories. Then I'm oh, like, yeah. I, when I'll, it's hockey, I'm out. hockey, it's like, peace. <laughs> I can do surface level stuff, but good grief. Yeah. Yarmir Yager. Our stat of the day is going to introduce who our first two-on-one guest today is. His name is Jonah. Hit it. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Jonah Trineman led Brigham with six receptions, 49 yards, and seven targets against Arizona. He was good. He had two catches on the final drive. He was a crucial part of what BYU did on offense in game number one. And he did come out in the first half, and we were wondering what happened there. And we did talk to him about that part. And this is one of the oddest things I've ever heard happen to anybody in sports or otherwise. Yeah, expect the unexpected <laughs> in Jonah Trinneman's forearms as part of our two-on-one interview with a, an explosive receiver and somebody that uh, BYU fans are really hoping will become the true deep threat. Here is BYU Sports Nation two-on-one with Jonah Trinneman. 
Jonah Treneman for the first time. Hey, we can talk to you. Yeah. This is great. In hey, person, great. on camera, as part of BYU Sports Nation, and coming off of a win in your first Division One college football game, uh, what was the experience like for you playing in that stadium in front of 50,000 plus fans? Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I watched you know Arizona play you know whoever you know in the NFL games, and then you know getting off the bus and walking to it, seeing all these people, all these BYU fans. It was crazy. It was exciting. Um, a lot of people, 50,000 people. So, you know, it was loud and. You know, it was, just, it was just a fun game, fun to be there. Did you grow up a BYU fan? Yeah, I did. Yep, I did. It was um, never been, you know, any other. I mean, I mean, I was like a Texas fan, you know, bandwagon. You know, how every kid kind of does that, <laughs> but BYU fan, yeah, definitely. So what was that like to don the Cougar uh, blue and go out there and represent BYU and have the game you had? Yeah, um, so I, I kind of, you know, get in the locker room, I kind of looked at my jersey, you know, I, I've seen a, an American Fork jersey, a Snow College jersey, and then seen a BYU jersey. It was kind of cool to me, you know seeing all my hard work kind of pay off and, you know, excited to you know, go out there and make some plays for BYU. You make your first catch as a BYU Cougar. At that moment, what, what were you feeling and, and what were the emotions like? Well, yeah, it was, a, it was a weird ball, low ball. Caught it, stood up, and I think I looked up on the, the mega screen. I saw myself and I was like, oh, man, you know, not a snow <laughs> college anymore. I'm so, glad I didn't drop that. Yeah, I know, right? But, uh, yeah, it was cool, you know, excited to make the catch. You know, we've been practicing it. You know, it's, it's you know, a lot of hard work, you know, it's, whatever but um yeah it was exciting you know looking up and seeing myself you know hey mom you know? <laughs> so it's cool whatever came in the form of six catches 49 yards targeted seven times those were all team highs yeah. did you expect to have that kind of game in game one um not really but i mean i know i can do that you know it's it's what i did at snow i was a big big play receiver and you know targeted a lot at snow so i mean Excited, I got you know targeted that many times, but it's not like I was surprised. Oh, I did you know I caught those. You know I know I can do that, and it's been doing for a long time. So I mean, excited to you know make some plays or make some plays. Yeah, you expected 100 and only got 49. I think that's what you meant yeah. to say, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now there was a pass interference call or a non-pass interference call. Yeah. So let's ask you, what was it? Pass interference? It was, yeah. But I mean, you can't get them all. I mean, they miss them. They, they called. Uh, uh, who was it on our team? Oh, I can't remember his name, but he called us 4-1. That wasn't even, you know, so it's kind of stupid, but um, McChesney. He called McChesney for one. Oh, Austin. Yeah, yeah Austin McChesney. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, I was disappointed, but, you know, we'll get more. We'll have more shots, definitely. So The offense was on the field for 37 minutes. You guys were very methodical uh, and were able to get in the red zone. Got points uh, every time, but what have you guys talked about to try and get better this week? Um, yeah, we just got to finish in the red zone. You know, we got, you know, we went into the red zone a couple times, and, you know, we had some – opportunities for big plays, you know, miscommunication. So we just got to, you know, execute, be more precise and, you know, make those, those plays when they come our way. How is your relationship with Taysom Hill developing both on and off the field? Uh, yeah, I mean, as you saw, you know, he's targeting me a lot, you know, trust me on the third down. So, I mean, he's, it's, you know, it's getting better. Every week we get better, you know, he knows me to put the ball, you know, with my speed and you know, off the field, funny dude, super cool guy, you know, just a great guy. So I'm excited to be here and excited to, you know, be one of Taysom Hill's guys. So. Uh, you had that one throw deep that, yeah, the pass interference wasn't called, but can we expect you uh, beyond the intermediate routes a little more? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I do a lot of in practice. Um, and then this week, week we're seeing you know, a lot of man press. So hopefully we'll see a lot more deep balls on Saturday But I mean, and throughout the season. But, yes, I think so. What does this game mean to you, having grown up in American Fork and being part of the state and this rivalry game as a fan? Um, it's, it's exciting, you know, all the – you know, history with it, you know, big wins, you know, Johnny Harleen catch I mentioned, um, 
But uh, yeah, it's it's fun. You know, it's a big game. You know, everybody's gonna be watching. All my family, friends. You know, they watched the last game, but more so, everybody's gonna be watching it. So it's just fun. Should be a good game. Uh, it's always a always a challenge against Utah. Yet the rivalry is taking kind of a, a different tone with Kalani Satake. Um, what has he told you guys about this game? Because it's not any game, but you want to respect the opponent. That's kind of been the rhetoric. Yeah, of course. We, you know, we respect every opponent we play and. The Utes are a really, really good team. You know, they've you know won uh, a lot of games, and you know with Coach Whittingham. So uh, we're just gonna go play our game, and you know trust what we can do, and you know make plays. If you had to describe yourself as a player to somebody that knows nothing about you or what you bring to a football field, where would you start? Um, I'd probably just say explosive. Really, I mean, you know, I didn't see a ton of it on Saturday. You know, still a little bit nervous. You know, but as the season goes on, you know. Um, getting more used to playing, you know, big stadiums, a lot, you know, TV, whatever. But uh, probably explosive. You'd be able to, you know, take a little screen to, you know, the house or you know, a deep ball, you know, run by somebody. So probably explosive. I asked that question because a video surfaced of you on day one of camp at Snow College, of you jumping over a defender. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember that. Yes, I remember <laughs> doing that. I do. Yes, I remember doing that. Now I, I don't know if the BYU coaches have told you to avoid a scenario like that, but that's, I mean. Are, are those the type of things that you want to do? Yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of scary. Not gonna lie, it was you know either you're gonna you're gonna get them or you're gonna get flipped on your neck. So, you know, the snow coaches told me not to do that again. I haven't tried <laughs> it. Yeah, I haven't tried it here, but um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. It's it's kind of a it just happens. It's you a split second split decision. Split second decision. Yeah. You jump yeah. or you you put your head down. You yeah. make a move, or whatever. So. That final drive, you had at least one catch, maybe two. Um, yeah. uh, what was it like on that final drive in the huddle as you guys knew, okay, we got to go down and get a score here? Really, for me, it was just, I, just you know, do your job. You know, at Snow, we had a little saying called 111 football. So, you know, just do your job. You know, everybody else will do their job and come together and we'll pull off a big win, which we did. So. And then you see Jake Aldroyd yeah. go out there. Did you know who he was? Yeah, I knew him. I mean, I, he hurt his knee like the first day of fall camp being here. So didn't see him a ton, but I mean, everyone's like, he hasn't missed since he's been here. So I was like, well, I mean, we're fine. You know, so, you know, you believe in your teammates and, you know, you made the kick for us and it was big win, exciting. You holding hands with anybody, a group? Where <laughs> were was, you? I was at first and I was kind of walking around a little nervous. I was, you know, I, I said a prayer. I'm not going to lie. I said a prayer. <laughs> I think a lot of <laughs> A lot did. of people said a prayer, but um, yeah, I mean, a lot. it was nerving nerve-wracking so you went through a situation in that game where your arm started to cramp up a little bit which I, I think, i've never heard of an yeah, arm cramp yeah, when yeah. when how does that happen and how do you overcome that as a receiver you need your hands and your arms yeah i don't know how it happened you know i was sitting on the sideline uh talking to Taysom, and you know my arms were kind of cramping up you know my hands kind of look like no t-rex kind of thing going <laughs> but um really yeah but yeah they just you know pump, put me in an iv and Got me back in the game after the third, you know, in the, into the third quarter, and just kept playing. No more T-Rex arms. No more T-Rex arms. <laughs> Saturday, I don't want to do that again. Normally, that's like the safeties come in and you have the T-Rex arms. Yeah, For you, no. it's the first half of your own volition. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's, it sucks. So don't want to do that again. <laughs> All right, Jonah, we wish you the best of luck against Utah on the rivalry game this weekend. Sweet, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Jonah Trineman, six catches, forty-nine yards, seven targets in that game against Arizona. Also. <laughs> What you didn't see was what <laughs> happened right after that interview ended. Taysom Hill and Harvey Longy and Nick Kurtz walked out. They got into one of the BYU golf carts, and then as Taysom was driving away, he, he said something that made us laugh pretty good. He, he, first of all, he, he looks at Jonah and goes, my arms! My, my, arms, are, my arms are messed up! T-Rex! <laughs> <laughs> 
You can do that when you're seven years older than your receiver, right? How about, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about how about Jonah Trenman coming back into that game and making key catches, especially on that final drive? He made a key catch. Two. Two key catches to set that up. I, I think he's BYU's most explosive receiver, and he was a huge pickup from Snow. You can see the capability there like he when he says take a short pass and take it to the house like he we're gonna we're gonna see him bust a couple open this season what are your realistic expectations for BYU and Jonah Trinneman against Utah on Saturday at Ryan told Royd positive turnover margin Jaron loves that consistent offensive play low scoring close finish exactly what we saw against Arizona up next which BYU player we just told you, was compared to a T-Rex during last week's game. But first linebacker Butch Pau talks about this week's rivalry. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans all over the world. I ain't afraid to know Ute. We, we watched Ute Busters, a video from 84. Ute this Busters! I'd never seen that. That was unbelievable. Hey, coming up, the Mustang Busters, BYU Women's Soccer, ranked 7th now, play SMU Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines, the Associated Press and USA Today coaches' top 25 polls are now out. BYU is 10 spots out of the AP poll and 9 out in the coaches' poll. Wait, isn't that 35th and 34th? BYU at Utah Saturday. Countdown to kickoff begins at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Sharp. And Jack DeMooney just tweeted out who the three alumni flag bearers will be. This is extremely calculated. To yes. Tw- 2006 game. Cameron Jensen, Brian Keel, and he's still open, Johnny Harleen. Those mm. are your three alumni flag bearers on Saturday. Very nice. Very nice. Psychological warfare. <laughs> <laughs> Linebacker B- Butch Pau is the College Sports Madness Independent Defense Player of the Week. We'll, uh, you'll hear our interview with him in a moment. In his first career start against Arizona, he had nine tackles, two and a half tackles for loss, a sack, and a forced fumble. And a BYU Sports Nation interception. We'll get into the yeah, details we'll to of that. that in just a minute. Women's soccer moves up from number 10 to number 7 in the latest NSCAA coaches poll. Top 10 team jumps three spots. BYU, as Jerem just mentioned, hosting the Mustangs of SMU tomorrow, 9 Eastern. Watch it live on BYU TV. You can also listen on BYU Radio. Freshman McKenna Miller of the women's volleyball team is the Flow Volleyball Player of the Week. Miller averaged 4.8 kills per set over the weekend, including 31 at number 11 Ohio State, which is the second most in a match for BYU since 2001. Butch Pau has been preparing for this opportunity for a very long time, and that being to start at middle linebacker in college football. He took care of business on Saturday against Arizona and is now the leading tackler through week number one. Believe it or not, he was a quarterback in high school as well, but his coaches told him he should probably focus on defense and linebacker. I think it's working out well. We are two-on-one, BYU Sports Nation style with Butch Pau. Butch, 1-0, that's uh, always a good start to the season, the plan as a team. Now you get your arch nemesis as a program uh, up north at their place on Saturday. How how difficult is it to turn the page after an emotional win against Arizona to now, man, we got to get right back to work? I don't think it's been too tough. Um, Coach Itzaki has mentioned that our thing is to focus on ourselves. Um, that's something we did against Arizona, and he wants us to continue to focus on ourselves because the mistakes that we made against Arizona can't happen again against Utah. Um, if we correct our mistakes, we'll see a better win. We won't see as close of a score um, and I think defensively and offensively we're we still have a long ways to go but we're all continuing to prove daily 
What stuck out uh, from the game defensively that you guys did in holding you know Arizona to 16 points? You know, what's weird is we managed at the end to hold them only to 58 plays, and that was phenomenal for us because supposedly they get from 80 to 100 plays, and if they can get that many plays, they'll score a lot of points. So I think Coach Tuyaki and the defensive coaching staff did a great job of preparing us and putting us in perfect situations to where we could contain the quarterback, stop the running backs, and I mean, our DBs were in great coverage, so our defensive linemen were able to get a ton of sacks. Before we started this interview, we were chatting about uh, the two-point conversion that you got an interception on. That doesn't show up in the statistics, mm -hmm. so we're going to make that an official BYU Sports Nation interception Thank right you. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gave you the one. Okay, that's fine. Congratulations. So, so you, so have, you, you have an interception in, in our record book, but the thing about that is that that play happening allowed BYU to win the game instead of just, you know, potentially tying it with a field goal. I, I mean, we just wanted to get a stop. That's all we really wanted. We didn't really care for whoever made the play. Coach was like, if you guys get a stop here, I promise you guys will win. And so I managed to get a pick. And my, what was going through my mind after that was get the ball to the ref. Let's continue to go and let's see what happens. Uh, is Butch your first name or a nickname? It's my middle name. What's your middle name? Yes, sir. What's your, what's your first name, if you first don't mind me? Donnie. Donnie. Yeah. Okay. Named after my dad's football coach, Don Butcher. Don so, Butcher. so where is Butch from? Um, I've grown up. That's what everyone else has called me. That's what my parents have called me. I'm the only one in my family that, only, that has that kind of name. Everyone else has a Tongan name. So I'm the black sheep of the family, I guess you could say. <laughs> but it's okay. I think it's a great name for a middle linebacker. Yeah, a lot better than Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else would be like, whoa, who's this guy? Well, there's, Donnie. There's a famous Donnie around these parts. Hey, Donnie Osmond. That's true. This is true. <laughs> but he doesn't play middle linebacker. So. <laughs> no, he per he performs in Las Vegas. And he didn't have an interception <laughs> on a two-point conversion. <laughs> All right, we're here with Butch Pau, and you corrected our pronunciation. You, you told us the, the proper pronunciation. What's the weirdest thing that you've ever heard your last name called by a broadcaster or a reporter? Pooh. <laughs> Donnie Poo. <laughs> but that, that didn't happen by, that wasn't from a broadcaster or reporter. It was from people that I taught in the mission. They couldn't pronounce Pa'u, they pronounced Poo. So other Poo was my name. It's a classic For tale. Two For yeah. two years. Yeah. Thank you, Honduras. <laughs> I was going to say, where'd you go? Um, what, what has this experience so far been like for you? Because you're the starting middle linebacker BYU. That's a big responsibility. I think it's, well, it's definitely a dream come true. Um, I've played the middle linebacker position since I was six. My dad has taught me the ins and outs of the defense. We spent countless hours at the park just going through drills. And my mom and dad and I were all crying after the game just to know that I was able to play again. I mean, my parents told me growing up that there are going to be a lot of doubters, especially with how tall I am and with how small I am. Um, but I think just with continued effort and continued worth ethic, um, I've managed to come this far. and. I mean, we can only go further. What did you learn about yourself and the skills that you bring to the field in that first game against Arizona? I have a long ways to go. Um, I learned that, I mean, what I learned in high school was good and that helped me um, to make some plays uh, against Arizona. But I learned that, I mean, film doesn't lie. I still have a long ways to go. I've made a ton of mistakes and that's what's humbled me a ton. I mean, after the game, everyone's saying congrats, great game, great game. But I saw the film, Francis and I watched the film right after on the plane, and I was just disappointed in the way I played because, yes, there were a few plays that I made, but there were more errors that I had made, and so we're just trying to correct that and work on those to get better. 
And that's got to feel uh, a little better in a win uh, versus a loss. But what can you say about the matchup with Utah as you guys prepare for uh, the Utes this weekend? I think key for us is just to play our game. I mean, we saw that if we play our game against Utah the way we played against Arizona, if we just limit the penalties, if we can stay sound in our assignments, I think we'll be okay. Does this game, because you're from California, and uh, I, I guess you're planted into the rivalry, what, what kind of added significance does this game carry for you? Well, I mean, I got a bit of a taste last year, um, just being able to be a part of the Vegas Bowl, the whole experience, um, seeing how rowdy the crowds were with us as players. Um, I still don't understand all of it. I've, I mean, I've seen videos, I've read about it, I've heard people tell me their stories and their side um, of their experiences, but I still feel like once I play in it, I'll be able to get my own understanding and be able to tell you guys afterwards how I felt and what it was like. All right, Butch, thanks for the time, man. Best of luck against the uh, University of Utah. Thank you so much. Butch Pau, starting middle linebacker Donnie? for the BYU Cougars, a.k.a. Donnie Pooh. <laughs> He'll make a man out of you. He will. <laughs> Nicely played with the Mulan reference. <laughs> Let's just Holy get down to cow. business. Guys. What are your realistic expectations for BYU on Saturday in the rivalry game against Utah? At Family Budge says, I expect Jake the Make to show up in his green cleats. Question, we don't know whether he's going to don the green cleats or not. Because your first collegiate kick came with those cleats and it was in such epic fashion, don't you think you wear those until you miss a kick? Ty Detmer this week said that he had uh, kickers in the NFL that he knew that wore the same cleats for 10 years. They just they just kept the same cleats. So I won't be shocked if he used them all year. At BYU LASF Jazz says, I am mentally preparing for a loss, but if BYU wins, I will be daydreaming about being undefeated all week. It will be insufferable either way, right? <laughs> One side will hear it from the other. Yes. That's what makes it fun. That's what makes it a rivalry. Up next, Jamal Williams carried the ball 29 times in a win against Arizona. Is that a big deal or no deal? Our thoughts next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. If you miss an episode of this show live, you can catch it in a number of ways, including a rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. And speaking of rebroadcasts, if you missed After Further Review or you want to watch it again, it's coming up right after our show uh, today, 1 p.m. Eastern time, as the guys break down BYU and Arizona and preview BYU and Utah. I can't think of any reason to not watch BYU and the heroics against Arizona again. Like, if I see highlights from that game, I will stop what I'm doing and I will watch until those highlights have ended. Squirrel! That's what happens with that. But it's a good squirrel. <laughs> what are your realistic expectations for BYU on Saturday? Rivalry game against Utah at NW underscore Cunningham says, first team to 21 points wins. That could happen. I mean, I, I think that there's two good defenses in this game. I think, that, I think that Utah's offense can be explosive, but it was not explosive against Southern Utah. In fact, coming up this week, uh, we'll talk to Kyle Whittingham as well as uh, Utah play-by-play Bill Riley. At Twiggy or Stone says, I expect a win. I think it'll be a close game. BYU's experience at quarterback, running back, and secondary will pay off in crunch time. So he is right on par with Trevor Maddich in terms of position advantages. Again, I don't know about the secondary. Utah's defense is really good. 
They're they, really that's, good. That's always the strength of this team, especially in the trenches. That defensive line is still good. The secondary is good. Uh, they they had to. Uh, they have several new guys at linebacker. That's where May, that Blaine Fowler mentioned in the intermediate passing game. BYU could maybe take advantage. Can Jamal Williams get to that next level through the defensive line and then maybe exploit some of the younger linebackers that Utah has? Arizona's defense was not good last year at all, and I don't think that it will be good this year. So for BYU to put up 18 points, you're like, mm, I want a little more. BYU got that win. That was great. Um, week two, this is a tougher opponent, no doubt. Time to play big deal, no deal. Big deal. No deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one. Big deal, no deal. Hugging is now a thing in the BYU-Utah rivalry. Come on, guys, bring it in. Uh, that's all right. Um, Group hug. No deal. It, it's fine. It's it's fine. It's going to be the two head coaches, and that's great. I don't think uh, there's going to be a lot of players hugging. I don't think uh, the fans will be hugging, but the most visible pair will be no deal. I say this is a big deal because it exemplifies something that is changing in the rivalry in year number one under Kalani Satake. The psychological advantage that Utah was using against BYU when Bronco Mendenhall was a coach because it was just another game, is no longer there. So I'm with Blaine Fowler. The fact that they're hugging and that it's not as weird as it used to be from the coach's standpoint kind of bleeds down. So I think this is a big deal because it affects how people will now approach this game. Rivalry's still there, but it's different. Number two. Hug it out. Big deal, no deal. Jamal Williams carrying the ball 29 times against Arizona. That's way too many, Jerem. No deal. Uh, it was that one game. He's not going to average 29 for the whole season. It was what was needed in that moment. We didn't see much of Squally Canada. Algernon Brown's still there. I mean, Bureau's leading rush from last year is always an option. I, I mentioned we might see him a little more uh, on Saturday. I'll go no deal on this. This is just one game. Depending on how you look at it, I'm with you. 29 times, yeah, it seems like a lot. It's it's no deal because it's what the defense was allowing BYU to do. It is a big deal that Jamal Williams was so successful in those 29 carries, however. We'll see how many totes he gets against Utah on Saturday night. Number three. Totes? Yes. Totes Cray. Totes Cray, my totes brother. Totes Cray, man. No, I didn't Number say that. I said three. totes. How many times he will tote the rock? Well, how many times will BYU defense totes sack against Utah? Because <laughs> big deal, no deal. BYU defense recording four sacks in their first game. I think that's a big deal. Uh, BYU is able to get to the quarterback. That will be a key in this game. Uh, it will be an even bigger key in the next game against UCLA, against Josh Rosen, who is very flustered under pressure. I think it's a big deal that BYU got four sacks in this new defense in game one. Well, fancy that. The most overrated team in the country has the most overhyped quarterback in the country as well. Oh, my That's gosh. super weird. He's really good. I didn't say he wasn't really good. I just said that he's overhyped. <laughs> he was doing this to the Texas A&M crowd on the last drive. What? Really? What? Really? What? Don't do it. Just <laughs> don't. You're setting yourself up to just be absolutely crushed. We'll get into that next week. I say this is a big deal because BYU's defense really showed me some things against Arizona with uh, a a new look defense. They they exceeded my expectations in terms of the number of sacks they got against a mobile quarterback. I thought that was really good. Number four. Big deal, no deal. BYU being ranked 10 spots, a.k.a. Jerem, 35th outside the AP Top 25. No deal. Being uh, on the door or in is what is a big deal. To me, 10 outs not knocking on the door. If BYU beats Utah, they'll be knocking on the door. They'll be right outside, and then they'll be in a position to – 
maybe, well, if they beat UCLA, get in. If BYU wins the Pac-12 South, they're a top-20 team. That would be a big deal, so I go no deal on this. I say big deal because I wasn't expecting BYU to receive any votes. Like, I, honestly, I was surprised. Like zero votes? I was surprised. Interesting. I was like, wow, okay. Probably fi- like four or five people having them at like 25th, right? Yeah, I think that that's interesting. The fact that somebody says, I think they're good enough to be a top 25 to- team and multiple people at that. Like if it were one vote, like, yeah, okay. But it was multiple people that think BYU deserves at least to be 25th. So I say that's a big deal. Number five. So I got to lean really forward on this one because my arms are short. Uh, big deal, no deal. Oh Jonah Tournament's T-Rex arms. <laughs> Uh, big first, deal. First the, of all, his forearms are huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. We're like, holy shnikes. Yes, this is a big deal because I've never heard of anyone cramping up in their arms. And so he said he got what? A pint? A pint IV in IV each arm. In each arm. Then then he comes back out and he balls out to the point where he's an integral part of the team and makes two catches on that game-winning drive. I think that's a big deal. Yes, let's make it about Jonah Trenman's arms, whether they're T-Rex or not, because it is a big deal. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the rest of the year we're going to yes. Jonah T-Rex Arms Tournament. <laughs> T-Rex Tournament <laughs> on the Revenge Tour 2016. <laughs> it's a big deal because he's BYU's go-to receiver, at least through week one. Let's keep him healthy, man. Big deal, no deal. Let's keep him healthy, man. I, my so John, Gruden, John Gruden. My now. John Gruden almost came out Listen, right there. Jonah Trinaman, he's got T-Rex arms, but he's a good receiver out for the BYU Cougars, man. <laughs> I tell you what, Dorico, I like that Jonah Trinaman. He's really good, man. <laughs> McDonough, your head's super bald, man. Yeah, Rico, huh? <laughs> I'm making a lot of money here. Brady Industries brought to you by Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. What are your realistic expectations for BYU on Saturday? Read it as Gruden. <laughs> At White Fan Girl JB. <laughs> a win. Taysom and Jamal are hungry, man. As long as they are protected and given opportunity, they'll feast. I mean, these guys will feast all year. <laughs> it's like a little bit of Canadian accent. A little bit of the uh, Bears guy. I like guy. that John Beck. He could be a, he could be a good quarterback for a long time, Mike. In Washington, <laughs> he said that about John. Which team's <laughs> ranked number one overall for the second week in a row? The Cougar Whip Round hits next. Got T Rex arms there. The- BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it, to Rico. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. I tell you what. Football. The AP and USA Today coaches' top 25 polls are out. BYU's 10 out in the AP poll. Nine out in the coaches' poll. Okay. BYU's at Utah Saturday. Countdown to kickoff begins at 6.30 Eastern time. Your turn. Linebacker Butch Pau is the College Sports Madness Independent Defensive Player of the Week. In his first career start against Arizona, he led the team with nine tackles, two and a half tackles for loss, a sack and a forced fumble, and a BYU Sports Nation interception. Jim Weber of LostLetterman.com says BYU versus Utah is the best game of the week in week two of college football. Soccer. You really can't look at me right now, nope. can you? Nope. BYU women's soccer up to number seven in the NSCAA coaches poll. BYU hosts SMU tomorrow at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Volleyball. Freshman McKenna McKenna Miller is the flow volleyball player of the week. Miller averaged 4.8 kills per set over the weekend, including 31 kills against 11th ranked Ohio State, which is the second most in a match since 2001. Volleyball Magazine has BYU number one in its mid-major poll for the second week in a row. Future guest Kyle Whittingham, head ball coach up at Utah. Bill Riley, the play-by-play on the radio. And John Beck. 
<laughs> Wait, was that? Was, I don't know. Which, if it, which was John that James Beck was Bates? James Bates John, of the Mountain. John Beck, find this guy. <laughs> Five in a wall row won't happen. Putting your books off into <laughs> Player of the Year. I actually thought James did a really nice I like job James. that year. Yeah, yeah I thought I, he did I, a I like nice Jimmer job. Bates. He was good. <laughs> what are your real excitement? Wait, wait, wait! Before we get to that, <laughs> today's rise and shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. We have to get this in, right? Bob Bolsby. Yeah. Yeah. Our shout out to Bob to Bob Bolsby. Together we reached. What are your realistic expectations for BYU on Saturday? Let's go to the Twitter machine. We tweet. I think we should read all of these in some sort of accent or impersonation. Okay, you do, okay, you do one. At Neil Early. We'll do it in Scottish. Pain! <laughs> I predict lots and lots of pain. Hurt the Utes. <laughs> Lou Holtz, <laughs> at CABBY fan. Expectations. The coaches may be able to hug it out, but fans aren't there yet. Hashtag do not like Utah. What? what? <laughs> that was so good because like, I, don't I, even rema- I couldn't understand any of that. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Go Notre Dame fighting Irish. <laughs> the fighting Irish are going to win again. You lost to Texas, but they're going to be okay in Wake Two, son. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my The Cougars are out. Stop, stop it. Stop it. Russ, who Your turn. Can, can we even do anything? I don't even know if I can do anybody else. I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Arizona has a terrible defense. <laughs> this from at seven. Utah is a much better team, yet Utah can't seem to beat Arizona. <laughs> you have to randomly yell. At the, <laughs> you can't seem to beat the Arizona! <laughs> Mr. Coach Klein said I could. <laughs> Our elite tweet of the day. Hey, Mac- <laughs> At Googs53. Probably get some yard work done and then run some errands. Oh, you mean the game. I expect a BYU yeah. victory. Come on, literal. Thanks to Butch Pau, Jonah Trinman, and everyone on our crew, including Lou Holtz. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand. BYUSN.com. <laughs> the audio podcast on <laughs> iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. <laughs> Who are we giving the shout-out to? Uh, Dustin Gabriel. Again. Yeah, Dustin, what's up?